everyone and welcome to yet another episode of taste of dragons the toddcast the video game podcast that all you astrobots listen to this week to valhalla the gods and bots have fallen the news is getting weird our topic is a console exclusive and our dragon this week is meeting molecules composer kenneth cm young and as always my name is brian my name is troy amanda and i'm joe hey guys so uh we're doing things a little differently this week. That's right. Uh, or going back to the way things were several months ago, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> Take me back. Take me back, Brian. Whisper sweet nothing yeah. to my ear. We're- we were nostalgic for that time yeah. where we weren't allowed to go outside. And mm-hmm. <laughs> I was getting used to like seeing people sometimes every once in a while doing a podcast. No, 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 no. Florida says, nah. go back home. <laughs> Yeah, lock it back. Everywhere should say go back home. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, we are doing this uh, separately. We are going back to the separate cast, Uh, (laughs) the quarantine cast, if you will. Taking it back. Where we are, yeah, taking it back. They are recording. They are recording in their house, and we are recording in ours. It's like Coke Um, Classic. Lewis will be back next week. Yeah. (laughs) No, this is (laughs) Lewis will be back next week. Coke Classic is what we usually like. Uh, Lewis will hopefully be back next week and he'll be recording in his own house. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, doing three different houses versus just the two. That'll be like new Coke because uh, we've never done that before. Yeah. <laughs> so how's your guys' week been this week? I mean, pretty pretty PlayStation 5 filled, man. Like, um, yeah. Oh, straight up apologies for our, our uh, slack in uh, social media. But your boy here is playing PlayStation 5, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there's not as many posts. Maybe I'm trying to beat some scores in Astrobot. I don't know. Maybe we'll talk since, about that later. Since we talked last week, all of us who pre-ordered a PlayStation 5 did receive our PlayStation 5s. Uh, we were very Correct. fortunate and we we're very happy with our consoles thus far. Yeah, that is very true. That's a very, good point. Very true. Uh, we've been doing much the same. I did see my parents earlier this week for a joint birthday slash their anniversary. Uh, That's right. Aww. It was your birthday, Brian. I don't think we said happy birthday on the podcast yet. Happy birthday. To Brian. To Brian. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Brian Brian would like Twitch subscriptions for his birthday. Yeah. So <laughs> our, our Twitch audience right now was like, oh, they're celebrating it again. <laughs> this is yeah. probably the fourth time if you've been watching Twitch that we've wish uh brian a happy birthday sometimes people ain't on one day you can do it again hey that's right or people got to get on more twitch.tv backslash taste of dragons don't miss any birthdays (laughs) (laughs) hey there was no friend zone this week i had to come up with a hook okay it happened to be my belated birthday bash it's a damn good hook (laughs) that's right it was the right hook bam yeah (laughs) oh no (laughs) or a hook hand r it's on it's on a A car door yeah Yeah. it's a monkey island reference Joe sure. gets it. And a butcher reference. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Joe uh, likes both of those which, things. Let's get into our... <laughs> Butchers and Mikey Island. <laughs> <laughs> let's get into our games this week. What are you playing? That'll be fun to edit again, Joe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm not missing that. Everyone should know that we're on serious lag between the two houses. Just so you know. Yeah, just so you know. Uh, but Troy, would you like to begin us off this week? Oh, good, because I would love to go first. I love being first. I love being the first one that gets to do things and the first person that, that, that is... Has, damn it. Okay, hold on. Take a breath, Troy. 
<laughs> so I played Astrobot this week. <laughs> Which is a very fun game. Which is a, a built-in PlayStation 5 title, which is joyous. If you listen to the last podcast, which you should, and if you haven't, go take a little gander. Lewis talked about how loving and beautiful and inviting this pack-in PlayStation original title is. It's nostalgic, and it gives you all the warm feelings. Until a friend of the podcast suggested to me to try these competitive timed run like levels. And I was like, oh, I don't know. He's like, just give it a try. And then I did it and I beat his score. And then it showed that I beat his score. All of a sudden, this thing happened, Mandy. This ravenous beast within the pit of my stomach said, you must get them all. You must be number one in all the levels. <laughs> That's was, your Aries coming out. Yeah. <laughs> I know you normally ignore it, but. I am Aries, and that, that bull is usually very tucked in. Is it a bull? The ram. That ram. ram is usually very tucked away, but whoa, did the horns come out. I went and demolished <laughs> every single one of our friends' scores within the hour and was like, yeah, take that. And I thought it would end. <laughs> Instead, my week has been our friends continuously one-upping me and then me being like, no! To give you an idea of how ridiculous this has been, I went to bed and I woke up and I had 65 mixed text messages of them just being like, yeah, yeah, you thought that was okay? You thought you thought you won. You thought you thought 35 seconds was, here's 33.2. Take that <laughs> it's been so much playful toxicity mixed with the like the most vibrant like innocent game and the developers knew what they were doing they knew what they were doing and i know playstation knows what they're doing because i'll tell you i'll tell you why because you could be playing another game like assassin's creed valhalla which we'll talk about later and while you're playing that game if another one of your friends beats your score you get a notification that says you want to reclaim your score hmm it doesn't say the hmm part, but I hear it. It's implied. <laughs> it's implied. Okay. And then, of course, you just press one button. It tells you their score and it's like play. And this is one, actually one of the cool features that the PlayStation 5 offers. It's that everything is really quick. It's very fluid when you're going back and forth. And so if you press the play to try and contend uh, or to reclaim your score, your high score, the PlayStation takes you right to that level. You don't have to go back to the the Astrobot's yeah. loading screen. You don't have to press any buttons to get to that level. You don't have to run to get there. It just takes you right to that moment, which is that's PlayStation Five. That's next generation in my mind. And then you get yeah. there, and then you 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 know I lose my mind trying to beat it. I beat it, and then you feel really good, you know, and you have good self esteem until someone decides to stream the game <laughs> one week after it comes out for their birthday, Brian. <laughs> Hey, I genuinely did not think I was going to beat your guys' score. Genuinely. Oh, I did that. not think don't that was going that. to happen. You're, you're trying to make it sound like, oh, no. It just sounds like, oh, I wasn't even trying. Oh, oh, this store? I wasn't even Oh, I didn't, I didn't even thought. I didn't know I could beat it. But I, I, you, know, you guys suck I, so badly. But. I heard that you even had a master Astrobot player come join your stream. That's right. I did, yeah. Some guy came in when I was doing the very last level. And he was like, oh, hey, I have the number one score on this level. And we're like, yeah, okay. And then we looked it up, and he has the number one score on that level. In the world. <laughs> shout yeah. out to T-Bone. T-Bone. Shout, shout out yeah. to T-Bone350. He came in low key just kind of watching. Because, hey, if you had the highest score in the world on this level, I'd be watching everybody, too. <laughs> be like, no, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. Rookie mistake. 
You didn't um, jump jump. You only jumped. But what was even cooler about T-Bone 350 is that after we kind of figured out, oh, you're number one in the world. You're like low-key an Astrobot celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, he then was like giving out tips and stuff like, okay, try to make this jump or use the ramp this way. Go diagonal. Yeah. Um, I got to talk to him a little bit today. He came to a stream of ours and whatnot, and he did mention, he's like, yeah, I was on top, and the, the, the top three people in the world weren't close to me, so I went on their streams and actually gave them tips. Oh, nice. <laughs> he's like, because it's no fun <laughs> if you're just number one, then there's what there's yeah. nothing else to play. I'm there, not getting you, those yeah. cool notifications mm-hmm. while I'm playing Assassin's Creed. Exactly. <laughs> so it's great. He's just a regular dude, but literally he has professional speedrunners, professional Twitch speedrunners, trying to catch up to him right now. Aww. Currently, as of this recording, he's still number one by like the the, the little bits of little bits, but doesn't count. <laughs> still number one. <laughs> still number one. Still number one. But um, still, Brian, I got I had to watch Brian on stream one by one demolish my self-esteem little bit by little bit. <laughs> I haven't even touched Astrobot since. <laughs> but I will, by Brian. By the end of that night, I actually, I actually had all eight of the, uh, yeah, the top yeah, scores. I know. I know. I know you do. I know you do. I haven't got back yet. I got other games to play, okay? But I will. As of one hour ago, Hassel did reclaim one of them, though. There you go. So Hassel, I do have check to go back. out on Fridays on twitch.tv backslash Taste of Dragons. Yes. Uh, I think for me, nothing beat watching that stream and watching you guys actually tell each other, don't watch. Don't watch. It's not okay. It's too painful. It, it, it was too painful. Oh, oh, it was it was brutal. I'm I'm I was watching it. I was like, "You're a monster, Brian. This is really this well, is not right." They had been doing it all week. They had been doing it all week. So I was like, "Oh man, their scores has got to be just astronomically out of there." Especially because they were really talking up like Lewis's score on one of the levels, and I was like, "Oh, there's no way I'm going to touch this. There's no way." And then I beat it by what three seconds? Yeah, you did. I I I can't fathom how he did it. And I am even more flabbergasted how you did it. I don't. I can't. I'm beside myself. It's it's insane. It's impossible. It's impossible. Yeah. <laughs> this has been the uh, our uh, our 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 friend group's week. It's just been Astrobot. <laughs> yeah. Speed so Astrobot went from the sweetest game in the world to literally the most cutthroat thing I've done this year. <laughs> <laughs> That's so PlayStation. So PlayStation. <laughs> All right, so that is uh, Astro's Playroom. And then now, uh, what about you, uh, both Joe and Manda? What did you guys play this week? The best game ever. Oh, the best game ever. I don't know about the best ever, but it was pretty great. It was pretty great. I think we have a differing of opinion here. What are y'all talking about? Assassin's Creed Valhalla came out, and I I dove dove headfirst into that. I had finished my Watch Dogs, and I had some time. So I picked up my, my, my Viking axe and my, cool. shor- and my, sh- my shield and my Shink. mead horn. <laughs> Gotta have and, your mead horn. And I jumped in head first and I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, I haven't played an Assassin's Creed since the third one. So for me, this was like jumping in in a very different place than I thought I was going to be in. <laughs> and it was, wow. it's pretty great. What's funny is that, Joe, you, you played the last game that had a dedicated like axe as a weapon. <laughs> and there hasn't been a dedicated axe till this at we- till this game. <laughs> I think you just like Assassin's Creed. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Joe. Joe won't we play a video jokes. game if there's no axe. <laughs> That's fair. I like to axe him. She, she has an axe to grind, is what she's saying. <laughs> to axe him some questions. Uh, but how are you guys liking the game, though? I I like it a lot. I have had a a serious problem though while playing it, and I I blame Ghost of Tsushima for everything. I am so mad at how good Ghost of Tsushima was. <laughs> 
because I play this and I go, oh, you know what? I really missed the wind thing. I kind of wish that it was the wind showing me which way to go <laughs> instead of ha- not. Ha- oh, you know, it's cool. This is cool. Oh, I have to pulse this button up like eight times to see every different way. Oh, I, I mean, it'd be really nice if I could just press the button once and it would just show me where the red little spiky pieces are. But that's, I mean, that's okay. This is cool. I'm like, damn it, Ghost of Tsushima. <laughs> you, are, you are wrecking my Assassin's Creed for being so organic and fluid. It is killing me. <laughs> but I like it. It's really funny because uh, uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla is ruining Animal Crossing for me. Because <laughs> Animal Crossing is like, hey, you've been waiting really long for these fall colors, and we're finally going to give you fall colors. And then Assassin's Creed is like, you think that's what fall looks like? Ha 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 ha. Like, this is fall. It is so beautiful. And the way that light the hits your boat, and like you'll come over a mountain, and it'll just be these gorgeous colors and endless fields. And. Oh, the autumn leaves fallen down, and it's it's so lovely. I am unbelievably impressed with the snow and the sound as you run around in the snow. Yeah. I don't tend to play games very loud. Um, Ghosts of Tsushima and is probably one of the first games I had played where I could actually hear all of the sound in it for a long time. So playing this, when I started, I wasn't playing it with hearing the audio that well. I just wanted to hear the voice actors. I didn't need a lot of the other stuff. I plugged headphones in, and as I was drudging through the snow, I was like, whoever designed the sound for this is a genius. <laughs> you, you, different, different types of steps you make make different sounds mm-hmm. in the snow. And you can it's feel it with amazing. the controller, too, with the new controller. Yeah. I'm, it's gorgeous. The game is so beautiful and it's really, it's really fun because the last time I had this much fun climbing and things was Breath of the Wild. And before Breath of the Wild, it was Assassin's Creed. There you go. Yes. So it was really kind of nice to be back in that place where, do you see that over there? You can climb it. Anything. Literally anything. It doesn't matter. And you don't have to worry about stamina though, (laughs) which is even better than Breath of the Wild in a way. (laughs) So I'm super curious. I know when Joe was talking about Assassin's Creed, she said one of the things that turned her off was the boat mechanics. So I'm curious, do you oh, like... Oh, Assassin's Creed 4? Yeah. I you, mean, uh, yeah, Black Flag. Do you like your longship? No. <laughs> <laughs> what? I love it's so the longship. I love the longship. Okay, as soon as they gave me the ability to take command, I was like, why? Can't someone else do this part? I'll just sit here. And then they gave me a button to just follow the coast. And I was like, I'll just sit here with beautiful camera angles. You guys sing your songs. Oh, tell yeah. Tell your stories. Yeah. Boop, hit the X. I don't have to do anything. What you're doing is exactly what I do. I just put it on like auto cruise and then I listen to the music and check my phone because there's no more loading screens. When else am I supposed to check my phone? So actually, the fact that they give you the option to be like, hey, you could do this yourself or put it on autopilot and just enjoy the scenery and the music. That's what I think is actually a great addition. Especially uh, the it. stories I'm really enjoying. I haven't done any some stories Some of them yet. are really short, but some of them are, are actually really good. How do the stories work? Um, so if you press R1 while you're on the boat, instead of singing like a random traveling song, someone on the boat will tell you a story. Occasionally it's your friend and he tells, he, all of his stories are like, I was the best at this or I killed a hundred <laughs> people or like I was in town and all seven <laughs> of the women wanted to sleep with me. Uh, and they always interrupt him and then they laugh at him. <laughs> it's like oh. an ongoing bit. Yeah. Oh, I totally stopped listening to them singing songs altogether because I heard one of that dude's stories and I was like, I don't ever want to not hear stories. <laughs> oh man, I'm missing very, out. I haven't done the, the story thing at all yet i forget oh. his name what's the guy dag? who doesn't like you dag. dag they're all dag stories yeah yeah that's great i'm gonna have to try that it's phenomenal but but i do agree i actually really like that it gives me the option to not really have to control the boat i can hit the square and then i can just enjoy the scenery i can just enjoy the story i i do think it takes so like most things with boating games it takes a while to get to places but that's kind of cool too because that means the map's really nice and big yes the, i'd rather have more to do than less we we can all agree about the best part of the game though right which is the or like dice game. Or log <laughs> dice. Or log. 
it's uh I I really enjoyed Gwent when I played The Witcher and Orlog is it's not Gwent but it's definitely like a, a highlight of this game where you'll sit down to play you know I was like maybe I'll get like 50 gold out of this interaction but no no you just spend all night really enjoying genuinely <laughs> playing this game within a game yeah when Joe discovered it I think she played it for like two or three hours at least the first night and I was like you okay Joe you, you like, good? Yeah. I'm good. I'm good. I'm just really mad that this person has two god favors and I only have one, and then theirs is like cheating. But I don't care. I don't care. I will beat them. I will beat them. I, I really hope that it gets popular enough that someone develops an Orlog side game like they did with Gwen. I could just play it on my phone, and then we can play each other in Orlog. Yeah. 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 It's really yes, hard. Please. Yes. Yes. It's really hard to make a captivating game within a game. Right. Because <laughs> sometimes it can be really gimmicky and shallow, and then it's like, whatever, I'll do it once, but I don't need to do it. But something about this game has the right mixture of luck and strategy. Yeah. It's like dice and chess and hearthstone kind of all smashed up in one in, in a very arcadey way. It's not too, too complicated, but it's deep enough that you can actually put some fun strategy into it. And if you have those elements, it's just I get excited every time I get to a new town and I see there's someone yes, new to play in Orlog. Dice icon. Yes. I'm like, let's go. Or flighting. And those <laughs> matches can be long. What, or, flighting, yeah. Flighting. I know we talked about this. Uh, did we talk about this? I called it rap battling in the last <laughs> episode, I think. <laughs> you did. It's, it's rhyme battling, Viking rhyme battling. I've done like three or four of them. So you, you square off against a person and then they give you a line and then you have to reply to their line, but you're like insulting them while replying and you have a bunch of options. So it's neat because you have to identify the rhyme, but then you have to identify the rhyme and the yeah. pacing and the like and the content. Because sometimes you can have the p- correct rhyme and the correct pacing, but then like you go too far, you you go you go too hard or you go too soft. It's not it's not harsh yeah, enough of an insult. It's not on topic. But it's all of the rhyming has been very cute. I've yeah. really enjoyed it. It's it all, very silly. It all feels like it's the first scene of a Shakespearean play where they're just, like a like a comedy where they're just making fun of each other back and forth. Yeah, but if Shakespeare was also kind of like Doctor Seuss because yeah. they're not like they're not like the and then I I smite yeah. you with the they're all like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it reminds me more of like I guess Wesley from Princess Bride yes. having like a battle of wits yes. back and forth. Yes, it's it's very insult sword fighting. Yeah, Monkey Island reference. Yeah. Have you guys played the drinking game? I, I actually really like it because once you drank too much, you walk away and you're you're super messed up for a little yeah. while as you walk around. I find that very humorous. I'm no like good it. at it, but I think it's fun. <laughs> I am really good at that game. I'm. I you can bet on that game to have the drinking uh, competition, and I bet fully every time. I'm good until I lose it, and then I lose it hard, which is just like drinking. <laughs> just like real life. Yeah. <laughs> but it's something great. I love that we have a game where we're Vikings and we're drinking out of a horn and we're chugging. Like it's, it's a, I, it's a fantastically packed game. And we're not yes, even very yes. far into it. There's going to have... We haven't... I don't even think we've finished all the mechanics yet. I, I would... It's so full. I would caution both of you all on pace. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a lot of times, if you try to do everything at all the time, by the time you get to the middle of their end, you're just going to get burned out. Or just, like, take a break. <laughs> Chill. It's an adventure game. It's made to kind of, you know, you relax into it, not necessarily hit it hard. Don't play it to beat it, is what I'm saying. Play it to just continue the journey. It's, it's That's what I'm saying coming from Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Yeah. <laughs> One of these, thank you for bringing up Odyssey. I had no idea what Odyssey was about. And now I feel like I should stop playing this and go play Odyssey first because I really <laughs> like the idea of Odyssey. But I'm going to do that next. That's my plan. One of these weeks, we do need to have a, a in-depth Assassin's Creed. I have a lot of questions. I'm ready. And I know I you are the answers. Assassin's Creed master. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Troy needs to have a short synopsis of the out-of-history story. 
Because he the, can catch us up. The present day stuff or the day, things yeah. that happened or the time from before? Those who came Both before. Of those. Okay. All right. I got you. Yeah, I got uh, it all. I'm ready. Uh, Troy is also known as the uh, the human animus. We <laughs> <laughs> call it the humanist. <laughs> the humanist. There you go. <laughs> You're our lore librarian. <laughs> Lorbian. Yeah. We're gonna stop. Lorbian. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna stop. We're gonna move it on. So that was... I'm just combining what you guys are saying. I don't know what bit this is. <laughs> <laughs> we are. That was Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Nice. Uh, then coming up next, or coming up last, is me, and that's uh, this week. I've played Godfall. This is a Destiny-like game where you are using swords instead of instead of guns. You are doing nothing but uh, using melee weapons. So you have a bunch of different weapons to choose from. Uh, you have a long sword. You can use a giant hammer. You can use a great sword. You can use a pole arm. All I'm saying is it's stuff you can swing. That's all it is. <laughs> no ranged weapons, What though. else do you need? That, that's all you need. Just like Destiny, its story is razor thin. Uh, it is. <laughs> There's a god. It falls. What, what do you want? It is the barest of stories to get you by, to get you to the next level, to get you to the next thing. But it is a whole lot of fun. Also, just like Destiny, its combat is extremely on point. Okay. I am enjoying the absolute heck out of the combat mechanics. Um, with the whole parrying, slashing, heavy slashing, evading, it is it is extremely tight on on that on those uh, controls, and I'm loving it so far. It is I, I actually just beat or I just got credits I should say I didn't beat beats but I got credits today, um, and I'm doing the after stuff now. You're in the and end game now. Yeah, it's it's great. Doctor Strange. I Avengers. am in the end game. It was now. more colorful than I expected <laughs> it to be. Oh yeah, it it's looks very beautiful. vibrant. That armor suit, that yeah. night, night, future knight in shining armor suit you have mm-hmm. is so shiny. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And detailed. Yeah. It's basically like you're playing like a, almost like a water, a watercolor painting. Wow. It is so just bright and vibrant. And that's how pretty much every single level is too. Uh, you start off in like the earth realm uh, and then you go like with Avatar, you go to the, uh, <laughs> uh, you go to the water realm after that. And then the last realm is the air realm. Um, and it is. They all kind of look the similar, avatar comes out, uh, yeah. but they, yep, yep. Yeah, yep. And then the avatar comes out. Exactly. Uh, you, you unfreeze them from the ice and then it's all good. <laughs> uh, <win. laughs> if they did that and then just did the entire storyline of Avatar. No, but they do the movie <laughs> version. <laughs> so funny. No. <laughs> oh, no. Soka? Oh, no. <laughs> what do they call him? The Avatar. <laughs> yeah, the Avatar. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man, it's bad. But, but no, Ong? Godfall, <laughs> if, yeah. No, I'm with you. Uh, but if you if you like Destiny type mechanics, I think you'll really enjoy this game. Uh, also, just like Destiny, it seems like the end game is also pretty shallow for right now. Uh, I'm still working through it, but it is just hey, get better, uh, you know, pieces of armor, get uh, get better levels. That's that's all pretty much is. You're just kind of replaying older stuff. Okay. But I, again, I w- I do recommend it if you do like that sort of game. Even if you just like a Dark Souls type game where you are. Uh, where things are really hard, um, this game is great. It, it's it's a it's a definitely. I'm really glad I bought it uh, as a launch awesome. title. Is it available on yeah. uh, PlayStation Four or anything else? I don't believe so. I think it's PlayStation Five, and it's a Epic Store exclusive. Wow. Okay, good to yeah. know. So we all played yeah. things on the PS5 this week. Look at us. Yep, yep. Look at that. We're, we're on brand for, you know. We're flexing. Actually, utilizing <laughs> our money that we spent. <laughs> <laughs> 
We did it for our listeners All that so money. that you guys would yeah, hear yeah. about the, the cutting yeah. edge of That's gaming right. technology. I'm in debt for you. For you. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so yeah, that was my game, Godfall. And then that'll do it for our games. That brings us to our news segments. News, 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 All right. And this week, let's start with something, you know, just a little weird. And that comes from, you guessed it, Japan. A free phone game called Uncore where you battle enemies and talk to anthropomorphic gut bacteria was released. What? That's what? right. You heard it. Gut bacteria that takes the shape of anime waifus. Oh, oh, I didn't. Ooh, that took a left turn. Okay. They take care of you. I guess. But yeah. It's for a good reason. It's for a good reason. Go it on. was developed to help users track their bowel movements and help raise awareness if they might have a problem Wait, going on their inside of them. Actual bowel movements in real life. Their actual their bowel actual movements. Poops. Yes. And what they do is in the actual game, when they, I think they can, if they say they're using the restroom at the time, if they're playing it on the bathroom, they can say what color and what shape and all the <laughs> other things that it actually looks like. And if it and if it could detects a pattern, it could tell you, hey, some things might not are, are not looking good. You should probably see a doctor. Oh my gosh! And then you date your poop? What? No. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to know where the waifu part comes in. Yeah. <laughs> it was actually spearheaded by a gastrointestinal surgeon uh, because screenings are lower for colon cancer in Japan, and hopefully by using this app, it can actually help some people. That's awesome. Yeah. Even though it's got a really weird premise, you know, hey. If it might help some people. Yeah, if it That's works. what matters. I feel like that could happen yeah. with us, except it would have to be like Pokemon or something. Pokemon they, poop? No, yeah. They got Pokemon po- sleep. They're going to have Pokemon poop. <laughs> po- Pokemon poop. Pokemon. Pika poo. Poopy mon. Poopy mon. Oh, we've devolved. <laughs> but they would do that. They would. They would. They, would. they would totally they would. have a bowel tracking uh, Pokemon game. Uh. I could also see them having a potty training game called Poopymon. Yeah, yeah. They already have the, the, the yeah. teeth brushing one. Yeah. So And the sleeping they one. They do, so. for sure. Hey, pooping isn't too far off. Get your colon checked. That's right. Otherwise, what's gassing will be after you. Uh, uh. <laughs> oh, nice. And then speaking of keeping the doctors away... Apple this week announced that developers earning under $1 million a year will only have a 15% cut taken out of their sales versus the normal 30%. This is great news for small developers and great PR for Apple, who is still in a court battle with Epic (laughs) over its Apple Store fees. (laughs) We're the good guys. Look, 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 look. Oh, yeah, we're we're doing all this good. And uh, actually, in reality, though, it will do very little to the Apple's bottom line because as only 5% of the Apple Store's revenue is from developers making less than $1 million a year. So, I mean, it's still great for those developers. I mean, hey, if I were to release something on the App Store, I think it'd be great for them to only take 15% versus 30. But, you know, general, actual, big picture. Eh. Wait, 95% <laughs> of of the clients on Apple are making more than a million dollars? No, 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 no. They're the sales. So actually 98% okay. of their developers that are actually using the service will qualify for this. However, out of those 98%, they only make up 5% of its revenues. The other 2% makes up 95%. Of the revenues. Gotcha. <laughs> of the revenues. So yeah. like Fortnite so, makes right, lots right, and lots right, of money. Right, right. Yeah. 
Exactly. I, or I used to. I'm going to love to see how <laughs> Apple will find every legal way to give discounts to everyone that uses Apple except Fortnite. <laughs> and yeah, if you don't, don't have any that. emotes in your games, then you also uh, get a cut. Yeah, if your game starts with any letter except for <laughs> F, uh, yeah. You get a cut. <laughs> Uh, if your if your game name doesn't mean fourteen days, you get a cut. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be fun and horrible. Yeah, but it fun. is. Yes, but you know, at least good on Apple. You know, there is a little something, a little something that they did. Uh, and then we also have some game of the year announcements, right, Joe? Why, yes, there was. There was a couple games actually that are on there that are dope, dope games. I can tell you what they are. Uh, yeah. There are six of them right now. There is Animal Crossing New Horizons. Ooh. Nice. There's Doom Eternal. Whoa. There is Final Fantasy VII The Remake. Oh. Of course. Yeah, you know, who? You, everybody knew that was going to be. There's yeah. Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, yeah. What, what? There's Hades. Ooh. And there's The Last of Us Part Two. <laughs> <laughs> I do like we try to put sound effects to each one of those. <laughs> Some of them don't make sense, but they are they all don't. about sound effects. That's what I think of when I think They're of Last of Us 2. <laughs> Man, I'm actually very happy that Hades is in there. My goodness. You, yeah. two, two sides to every coin. That's <laughs> a pretty good I'm, list I'm of really games. Happy about it too. Yeah. yeah. I was a little I'm a, I'm I'm really sad that Cyberpunk did not come out in time. I mean, of yeah. course, I know they, that they couldn't, but this really did seem like Cyberpunk's year for this. I mostly said that they won't be considered next year. You they think if they to. didn't make the cut that they would push them? They will. Okay. Oh, then I'm, yeah, not, yeah. Then I'm okay with that. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. always weird when you're talking about a game that came out in the previous year right. currently. <laughs> right. Okay. But but hey, at least it, it gives... If, if Cyberpunk is as good as everyone is saying it's going to be, then hey, I'm glad it, it gave Doom Eternal a chance to get up. <laughs> Sorry. Not a fan Ow. of Doom. <laughs> Ouch. Gosh, people <laughs> love that game. Oh, no. Shots fired, I see, man. I didn't like the I first don't. Doom. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I'm not a Doom hater or anything. I actually really love Doom. But yeah. I, I actually kind of love this list because it is so all-encompassing. Yeah. Like, every walk of gaming life is on here, including an indie, which I think is really cool. Yeah. I don't think that that happens enough to where you have some, like, old-school fan favorites. You've got things people were waiting a decade for. You've got things that, that are that have been around forever. And, and I just I, I love this list. I think yeah. it's great. And I'm actually really glad Cyberpunk's not on it because I feel like Cyberpunk will have a better chance next year then. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so out of this out of this game list, uh, what would you guys choose Ooh, I'm for torn. your game of the year? I'm torn. For me, it's easy. It's Final Fantasy VII Remake, just because you know I'm biased. I only played <laughs> Animal Crossing, so Animal Crossing. Although Hades gets an honorable mention because I did buy that soundtrack. Hmm. True. I think Ghost of Tsushima and Last of Us are better than Animal Crossing, but Animal Crossing has meant more to me in 2020 outside of the game. Like it's done more for me as a person. <laughs> <laughs> going through this year than the other two games have. Objectively, I would yeah. probably go Last of Us. It's like a utility more than a game. It kind of saved a lot of... Never mind. We talked about it many times. It's been a very important game yes, for the absolutely. quarantine. That's, I, Troy, I have the same problem, only for me it's Ghost of Tsushima and Animal Crossing. Right. I think Ghost of Tsushima is actually a perfect game. I think everything that they did in that game is as perfect as one of those kinds of games can be. Mm -hmm. Down to the narrative, down to everything, the sound, the color, the mechanics. And then I think about how much Animal Crossing has meant to me, though. And as much as I love Ghost of Tsushima, man, I really, like, 
I love Animal Crossing. It's so hard to be unbiased. You love it so much I, that I, you're willing to overlook all of its many flaws. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I think for me, I, I unfortunately would go Ghost just because I think it's harder for a new game to be to become as beloved as a game that I have loved for most of my life. Cool. That's fair. So I, I feel like Ghost, for me, Ghost of Tsushima probably deserves it. Yeah. <laughs> Biasly, I really love Animal yeah. Crossing. So, yeah. <laughs> and, and if Lewis was here, he would say Last of Us. Hands down. Not, not even a second Absolutely. thought. Yes, hands down. <laughs> Last of Us 2. Yeah, not a second thought. I agree. I agree. Um, and then IO Interactive announced a new game they are working on. Uh, the Hitman developers are making a James Bond game tentatively called Project 007. It will be an original James Bond origin story where he's earning his double O status. No release date yet, but I don't expect this releasing next year. Okay. That's just me. So how do you guys feel about this game? Yeah. I think it's kind of cool. It's, it's weird when I think so many games have just been trying to make James Bond already. Like so many games are based off of, this is like James Bond. Look at this guy running around saving the day <laughs> and, and action sequences and boats and whatnot. So... It, it's cool to get James Bond back in, in the flagship action title role, I guess. It sounds fun. I wonder if they'll use Daniel Craig or like an original yeah. James Bond. Yeah, his last film's going to come out. Yeah. I would go with original. It's an yeah, original? I would go with original because it is like a prequel. Oh, you're yeah. right, right, It's right, an original right, right. story. Maybe they'll do that weird thing where they make young CGI Daniel Craig. <laughs> <laughs> He's like a teenager. They need to reboot it. <laughs> with so big ears. Who's the first James Bond? Sean Conn. Oh, they should definitely make it Sean Connery. In fact, I would go out on a limb and say that that, that if they don't make it Sean Connery, that people will riot, right? I don't like, know. Because he's just... I don't know. Sean Connery's got a lot oh, of controversy geez. wrapped around with him. <laughs> oh. It may not be a great move <laughs> to do that. Yeah. You may want to further yourself from Sean Connery at this point. Huh? I wouldn't even go the Sean Connery route. I would go as long as it's like Goldeneye, I don't care. Oh, yeah. Make I don't care what bond it is. As long as it's like Goldeneye. Yeah. We cool. Just remake Goldeneye. Hitman people, just make Goldeneye, and we're good. Fair. Yeah, fair. Uh, and then Cyberpunk 2077 is getting a mode where streamers won't get DCMA notices, which is always good news. Uh, by turning on the mode, it will replace all the licensed music with music that is royalty-free. What a uh, cool so feature. So that's pretty cool. That's I, in the I do game? like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be in the game. What? That's so smart. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. They thought of everything. <laughs> I think with everything going on this year with the DCMA notices, I expect many more games either having this mode or just opting to not have licensed music in their game entirely. Ooh, Personally. Whoa, that's Oh, this could go real bad for the music industry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it could. gosh. It's just extra revenue they'll be missing out on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> one of the comments I saw when I was reading this was uh, one of the user comments uh, said it will be re- replaced with Kids Bop Cyberpunk. <laughs> And I really, really want that now. Yes. <laughs> I wonder if people will just pay more up front for music. Hmm. They might. I don't know if they would. Oh. So I'm not I'm you're not gonna pay me royalties, so instead of paying a hundred thousand dollars for this song plus royalties, you're just gonna pay me two million dollars up front oh. and then I won't get oh. royalties. Well, I mean, but they may have paid you two million dollars over two years. But uh-huh. knowing that I'm not gonna get that, it wouldn't necessarily mean I as an artist I'm I'm not going uh-huh. to get paid. It would just mean that my pay would be different. Yeah, there's there's a transition mm-hmm. happening right now. I'll be interested to see how it all yeah falls out. When Brian told me this, I was reminded of a YouTuber whose uh, song he had done all the right things for. He had paid the artist and everything, but some new company bought the rights to that old company, and he had the song that he was using for a hundred plus episodes 
constantly getting DCMA'd and he kept saying, no, 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 I, I paid the artist when they were like no one. I paid them for few, for lifetime rights of this. Like I already did all the right things and, and nothing could happen. So what he decided to do was pay a person on YouTube who creates crappy recorder versions of songs, like really crappy recorder versions of songs. And he paid that guy to make the song that he uses in a crappy recorder. So then I immediately went to cyberpunk every song done on a crappy recorder. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that'd be amazing. That'd be great. Uh, and then speaking of cyberpunk awesomeness, Manda has some news for us. Recently, Konami worked with Open Biotics to design a new biotic arm based on Venom Snake's design from Metal Gear Solid. <gasps> yes. So the, the actual biotic arm itself was already being manufactured, but they mm-hmm. made new skins so that you can walk Ooh, around looking like Snake. This is specifically Metal Gear Solid 5. Correct. Or Metal, Metal Gear Solid V, I think is the correct pronunciation. <sighs> <laughs> it's important uh, so you can have a robot arm yes that yes. works that is prosthetic or metal or what is it it's, I don't think it's metal it looks like it looks like it's like hard plastic but um, basically the the prosthetic arm already existed it's already be, um, being yeah. in production people have it but um, it has interchangeable plates so you can change the designs of it um, me- the Metal Gear Solid arm um, is uh, their later iteration but they have other stuff they have like Star Wars and Disney and you can get different plates for oh, it they sell okay. the arms both for adults and for children That's but it's really cool, cool. Um, the, the guy that they interviewed was like I'm really into video games and I think it's super cool cool that i can walk around with snake's arm that's great that's awesome nice nice well thank you for that bit of news manda and now we have my favorite segments which is turn up for what turn it for what <laughs> and this week is with joe from katsusando welcome to another sweet week in animal crossing the maple leaves have begun to fall so nab your net and catch some of the leaves flowing in the wind. Aside from just being cool, they're also used to make the bounty and the harvest DIYs. The newest and last update of this year is available this week. The update brought us new hip hairstyles, some brand new reactions, the data for the two new holidays coming up, and the most important thing of all, the ability to upgrade your storage. Make sure your loans are all paid off before you talk to Tom Nook to acquire the extra storage. It comes the hefty cost of 500,000 bells you've got to pay up front. But it's so worth it. Turkey Day and the Festive Ranger Days are coming soon. And it's looking like you'll be able to use the new reactions to enjoy sitting and hanging out with all your villagers during them. And that's your slice of Animal Crossing pie. This is Joe from Katsusando signing off and reminding you to look up at the shooting stars, watch your step to avoid pitfalls, and always, always save your rusted parts. Turnip for what? All right. Thank you so much there, Joe. So I'll do it for our news segment. Now it brings us to our Mighty Morsel Tasty Topic. Mighty Morsel Tasty Topic. <laughs> Again, good luck editing that, Joe. And uh, this week is going to be brought to us by Manda. Yes, in light of all the shenanigans that went on this week with Astrobot and the competitions and the text at 2 in the morning, we thought that we would talk about uh, pack-in launch titles. So games that come either directly installed or packaged with consoles. So we've had many examples through throughout the years with the different consoles, such as yeah. like Wii Sports when the Wii came out or the Astrobots Mar- with the PS5. Yep. Super Mario World for the SNES, Mario Brothers for the NES. In honor of these games, we thought we would design our own perfect pack-in launch title. 
for a, a new console, an, our own console, our the own Taste console. of Dragon. We're not, not going to talk about the console right now because I mean we could go we could go in depth about the console. <laughs> this is just the game that comes with our console for the Todd box. For the Todd box, yeah. <laughs> for the PS Todd. For the PS Todd, T O D, Taste of Dragons. Um, the Todd box ten. The Todd Box 10. <laughs> Todd Box Series X minus two. No, we're focusing Over- on the game, guys. We're focusing on the game. <laughs> Birth after sleep. So I think if, if this week has proven anything, I think the game has to have a competitive aspect to it. Yes, because replayability. Right. I think that's a key. Something that you could go into and be able to either be better at it or you find new things. Right. It. Right. And has to have dragons in I it. I like that. For me, it's almost always going to be if you have a new feature with that console... Like uh, like with Wii Sports, it was to show you how to actually use the Wii Motes. Right. Mm. Uh, with AstroBot, it's actually showing you how to use the new features mm-hmm. and how they interact with you and how they feel. For me, that's that's why a built-in launch title or a built-in game would have. So for us, if it you would have be any the sort of thing that's new. So for us, it would be the built-in fire breathing feature, right? For the Todd box. Yes. For the Todd box, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're, your controller Absolutely. breathes fire. <laughs> yes, or you breathe fire into the <laughs> controller to to move things around. Yes, if you have the capability to breathe fire, yeah, like, then like please dragons do. do. Yeah, well, we are dragons. Yes, yes, it's yeah. true. We just take human <laughs> form sometimes. If you see us. <laughs> Um, for me, it's got to have the general appeal. And I don't think that I'm not saying that in a way that's like, it's got to be general enough. I think it's actually very hard to appeal to many different ages to be cute enough, but not too cute. Yes. To be, uh, in, you know, a- action packed, but not gory. Yeah, yeah. The fact that I know that a 10 year old could have picked up Astro's playroom and had a fantastic time. And then ourselves who are in our thirties picked it up and had an amazing time as well. Two different experiences, maybe, but both are really filled with joy and awe and and whatnot. Same thing with Wii Sports. The same thing same with thing Super Wii Mario. Sports. Yeah. Correct. Exactly. That's really hard to pull off. Yeah. A lot of times, either video games will pander too much to kids, and then it's either boring or lame for the adults, or they go too hard into it with the with on the adult side with systems or management, and the kids are like, "This is boring." It's very hard to hit that balance. So that's that's what it would need. That balance, the general balance. I think it needs to have nostalgia. I think it has mm. to, I because I, I was in the same boat you were in, Troy, where it needs to be something that speaks to everyone. But I think it actually needs that taste of, hey, <gasps> here's a nod and a wink to something that if you've been around forever, you are going to love this. And I, for me, it needs that. It needs that wink and that nudge, the the reminder of, hey, remember what this made you feel like when you were a kid? Yeah, for Astrobots, they had the nods to the other games in there. For the Wii Sports, they had like little like Super Mario kind of like uh, icons that you could get or like little mm-hmm. figures that would sit around your Wii Plaza. So I can see that to kind of like link, wink back at previous versions. Yeah, for the uh, for the Todd box, it would actually have a ranking of dragons inside of it. Oh, ranking of dragons. I miss that feature. Oh, for our OGs out there, for our non-OGs, we used to rank every single video game dragon in video game history. We're going to go back to it one day. One day. One day we'll finish that list. Would, <laughs> and the game would also be, uh, be perpetually winter because of winter. Oh, yeah. Another one of our features. Go check out our Instagram. Go back like a year. You'll 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 get it all. Yeah. Winter you'll, is coming, You'll get everything. <laughs> winter came and it left. <laughs> like winter too. Yeah. It was a season. <laughs> Um, I like that. So, yeah, I think that's a really good that's a really good game. Yeah, I'm liking that. Competition, education, uh, general balance, general appeal, right, and nostalgia. 
and dragons and dragons and fire breathing and fire breathing yeah and yeah. sandwiches and ranks of dragons and sandwiches oh man if our if our built-in game was just a sandwich <laughs> your console <laughs> with a sandwich tell me that wouldn't be just as good as you you set up your console you sit down and you eat a sandwich that's the perfect system it's the perfect system the sandwich system done <laughs> we do love sandwiches <laughs> Awesome, awesome. I like that topic. That was a good topic. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I think I think Lewis would agree with us. I think I don't think Lewis would be able to add anything because that's a perfect game. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> perfect game. Lewis would add murdering. Oh, that's oh, true. Yeah, the, oh yeah, we didn't gosh. say murdering. We don't need the murder. Good thing he's not here this week. Good thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that'll do it for our money muscle tasty topic. Pacha. They may or may not sound great. <laughs> and now that brings us to our last segment, which is Dragon of the Week. Adieu, 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 adieu. It's the Dragon of the Week. It's what you seek. It's the Dragon of the Week. And it's not meek. Dragon of the Week. Dragon of the Week is our chance to shine a little light, show a little love to a company, a person, a uh, group of people, anything that has to do with the gaming industry. And this week is going to be brought to you by Troy. That's right. Our honorary dragon of the week this week is Kenneth C.M. Young, a Scottish freelance director, composer, sound designer, and writer. Now, you may be asking, well, what, what has he worked on? Let me tell you something. Have you heard, have you heard, have you heard of a little thing called uh, Tearaway? Maybe Tearaway Unfolded? No, no, no. Well, how about this one? Little Big Planet? Yeah. Ooh. That game. Also, a game that is very close to our hearts this week, all of the Astrobots. The Astro, <gasps> Astro's Playroom, Astrobot Rescue Mission. This guy knows how to make fun music. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and his I music have, was whimsical. I loved it. Yeah, and I have been <laughs> jamming to his stuff for years. But let's get into who Kenneth Young is. Kenneth Young was born in Edinburgh, Scotland. That's where Mandy and I honeymooned. <laughs> <laughs> Edinburgh, a lovely, lovely place, I'd say, right? Mandy? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I thought that was rhetorical. Normally, this isn't as interactive. Oh, sorry. But yes, it was lovely. I really enjoyed it. It was very great, and uh, they had very good food, and we really enjoyed being there. It was rainy, but in a nice way. And it seemed like the perfect uh, inspiration for him to have a really strong musical upbringing. Uh, Kenneth ended up learning violin at the age of six. Once again, these composers in these video games being overachievers. We could have been composers if only our parents forced <laughs> us to learn an instrument before we were in yeah. kindergarten. If only I wasn't playing video games at that age <laughs> instead of learning <laughs> a musical skill. <laughs> uh, but what's funny about what I found out is that he chose not to pursue performance as a career. But what I found from the information, it didn't say whether or not like when he chose this. So I just assumed he was six, was really good, and was like, mm, I think not, mother. <laughs> Bring me, I don't know. A sippy cup. A sippy cup. <laughs> I would like a reprise, son, please. Yeah. Uh, instead, he went on to study uh, an undergraduate degree in music technology at University of Edinburgh. So that's like getting into the nitty gritty of music, like how to produce and whatnot. Uh, that course introduced him to working creatively with sound, and he went on to gain a MA, a master's, in sound design at Bournemouth University, for which he received 
a distinction. Um, now, it wasn't until, let's jump to 2004 now. He gets a job with Sony London Studios. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> he comes in low at a, at a, as a junior sound designer. He worked on action adventures games like The Getaway, which was a cool, like, London, kind of underrated Go game. Away, get away, Sweet get Arrest away, Development reference, Mandy. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, babe. But he also uh, worked on the sound for Heavenly Sword. That's oh. that Andy Circus joint, right, where he plays, like, five different characters. <laughs> He's so talented. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk about him another time. <laughs> but pretty much because he was coming in at like a low level at Sony London, he kind of just did whatever they told him to do, which even involved uh, working for the iToy Kinetic, which was kind of the answer to the Connect. <laughs> oh. <laughs> they were very on the nose back then with <laughs> Sony. Um, he described that period um, as an apprenticeship or more like a <clears throat> baptism by fire. Oh. <laughs> Because it's like, hey, here's the <laughs> okay. eye toy. We don't really know what it is. Make it work, you know? In 2007, he left Sony and joined a little startup video game developer known as Media Molecule and worked on a little game called Little Big Planet. Ooh. Of course, Little oh, Big all. Planet that's is nothing. one of the biggest <laughs> franchises on the PlayStation 3 to the point that Sackboy from Little Big Planet, to me, became kind of the mascot to, to PlayStation 3. Um, over any I other agree. character, like kind of synonymous with the with the brand, and the music in that game was just so once again delightful, fun, whimsical. That's like his jam. He goes on to work for Little Big Planet Two, and with also with um, Media Molecule works on Tearaways. I mean Tearaway. Joe and Brian, you guys played Tearaway, right? The PSP game, Vita, the PlayStation Vita yeah. game. Yeah. I didn't play that. Do you remember kind of what the music was like, or do you have any um, memories? I know that was back in 2014. Oh, yeah. Actually, it's my favorite game that was on the Vita. Get out of Ooh, here. I, I loved that game. Oh, yeah. Every time a tearaway happened, like, uh, funny enough, with Astrobot, that there was a tearaway reference. And it was like, hey, it's tearaway. <laughs> <laughs> that was a phenomenal game. Right. And the sound design is part of what made it so great. Because every time you, like, uh, you touch the back of the screen, your fingers would come up into the game. And the sounds that would happen with all the things around it. It was amazing. That game and uh, Little Big Planet have some of my favorite sound design, actually, in a lot of it, out of many, many games. It is, it is amazing. It is. It is is really cool what he does because he tries different things. And Tearaway was like a folk-infused soundtrack that really uh, got him a lot of no notoriety out of video games as well. Like BAFTAs and stuff started being like, who's this guy? <laughs> uh, the British Academy of Video Game Awards nominated him for original music for Tearaway um, with a uh, critic who wrote, it's jarring to hear out-of-tune instruments in a video game. We've come so accustomed to pitch-perfect digital performances that any hint of humanity is startling. I'd, I'd like to be startled like this more often. And that's what I think Kenneth really brings to a lot of games. It's kind of a, a, a realness. It's a party. It's a party. It's quirky, yeah. It's quirky, yeah. It's like parties aren't like strict and this is how you go. This is how you're supposed to be unless it's a Victorian-aged themed party, in which case go for it. Otherwise, it's kind of chaotic, right? And I think <laughs> Kenneth finds a way to take the joy of chaos and then make it into music. And I, I find that really interesting. So just to go through some of the other games that he's made, Astrobot Rescue Mission, which I say, tight might, is still my jam. <laughs> I know I am specifically calling out one soundtrack from that game, but I encourage everybody <laughs> to give that a listen. It's a little slow, but man, does it burn deep. It, ooh, ooh, it's got, a, it's got some stank on it. It's good. It's good. Tight Smites. Just, yeah, check it out. Tight Smites. Um, it's fun to say, too. 
<laughs> since 2009, he's been nominated for over 20 different awards in excellence, including Best Sound Design, Excellence in Audio, Best Game Music, Creativity, Original Song. He won in, in 2019 for his work on Astrobot Music. And I, got, I, I held out on telling you one game that he's worked on, Mandy, because I, I really want you to know. He also worked on the sound. It was one of the latest things he did before Astro's Playroom. Nights and bikes. What? Yes. I want to ride my, my bike. bike. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That, that sound on that, that, that game is awesome. That is also is very awesome. joyous. Yes. Yeah. So Kenneth C.M. Young just has found a way to consistently make new, fresh music that sounds like a party that you're invited to. <laughs> <laughs> Um, make sure to check them out. It's always hard trying to talk about composers when we're, we're audio only because I can't play any of their music. And half of the reason why I, I love these composers is because of the music they make. So I encourage everyone, please check out his music on YouTube, on soundtracks. But most importantly, go to oddbod.com where it is uh, his website where he literally breaks down his show process of how to make games where he goes by Master Kenneth C.M. Young, purveyor of the finest interactive audio curiosities, splendicities, and rounderments. <clears throat> Wonderments. <laughs> it's, it's written with a curly W. I couldn't quite see it. Um, but check it out. It's, it's a really cool thing. He's a cool guy. He gets music. He gets what he's doing. And it's always great to see someone in the prime of their passion and in the prime of their craft working uninhibited. Kenneth C.M. Young. That's awesome. Check him out. Nice, nice. Well, great dragon this week, Troy. That was you a bet. lot of fun. I didn't realize he did that many different games. That's dope. Yeah, and you don't realize how common those games are until you put them all next to each other, and you're like, those all made me feel great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, though, that brings us to the end of this week's episode. But you can always find us online. That's right. Check us out at Taste of Dragons on Instagram. Uh, that's where we post a lot of our fun extra content, whether it's schedules. <laughs> fun. <laughs> Check out our fun our fun content. A schedule. Um, <laughs> we post reminders to shows we have coming up. Fun little questions, games, interactivity. That's the best way you can reach us if you'd like to reach out to us is through our Instagram. So give us a follow. We have a lot of great podcasts that we follow on there as well. So come on down. Also, make sure to check us out on Twitter at Taste of Dragons. We devote our Twitter account solely to highlighting independent games, um, little mom and pop games that, that developers are putting together and try to bring them to the to the limelight. Mandy, do you have a game that's in the limelight this week that you found? I do. And and today I, I need the help of you, our listener, because this game is on Kickstarter and it and it deserves to be a reality. It is called Romancelvania. <laughs> it is a Castlevania mixed with a Bachelorette-style uh, uh, TV show yes. mixed with a uh, dating sim. So you play a Castlevania game to get items to romance different types of monsters, yes. and it is ridiculous. It is absolutely impossibly both strange and funny like one of the ladies that you flirt with is just a scarecrow <laughs> but instead of having a low-cut shirt she just has two pumpkins <laughs> <laughs> like one of them's got like a little tattoo heart on it it's, it seems bonkers and uh, the people very much know what they're going for and i want to see it 
I want to see it become a thing. It's, what, what's the name again? It's called Romancelvania. Their goal is to make it for the Switch, the PS4, the PS5, Steam, Xbox Series X, and Xbox Series S. Thank you, Mandy. Thank you very much. Uh, so check us out on Twitter. But also, we're not done yet. Make sure to check us out on twitch.tv backslash Taste of Dragons. We are the Taste of Dragons Gaming Network, a group of six friends. And we each take a different night of the week and do different fun content. We play games from Fallout 4 to Metal Gear Solid to Fall Guys Among Us. We do independent games. So whatever you like, we got something for you. Check us out. Give us a follow. Tell your friends. (laughs) Tell your family. (laughs) Tell your moms. (laughs) Tell your dads. (laughs) Get us up for Brian's birthday. Yeah, it's it's the ongoing birthday, the birthday that never ends. <laughs> never ends. As long as we get subs, it never ends. <laughs> All right. So as always, though, my name is Brian. My name is Troy. Amanda. And I'm Joe. And we are The, the Taste, Taste of Dragons. Dragons. Have a great week, everyone. Why? I, I will. Thanks, Brian. I'm part of everyone. Stay safe. I appreciate that. You have a great week, too. Too, Mandy. Taste of Dragons Gaming Podcast, a podcast for everyone's day.